everyone, and thank you for tuning into Geek Down, the show where two nerds sit down and try to find where their fandoms intersect. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. My name is Jordan Ferguson. I'm, I'm sorry, what, what was that? My name is Jordan Ferguson. And we are your hosts today, like always. Jordan... You seem to not want to talk to me today. You sat here two weeks ago (laughs) and watched me proclaim my affinity for Mr. Wallace West. Uh, Yep, that is something that happened. And how every writer, editorial team, television producer across the board finds new ways to fuck him over. I do slightly recall this happening. And you knew this, and you still said, go ahead, Jordan, watch Young Justice. It's a happy, great time for everyone. <laughs> no, I don't think I used those words exactly. It's your exact phrasing. Was that my exact phrasing? Nothing ever happens to Wally in Young Justice, No, Jordan. I did go not right say that. Knock yourself out. Now you were making things up. You ruined my entire week. Your entire week. My entire week. Even with the knowledge that perfume is coming and you'll get to don't, see them in Don't concert. you bring them into this to try and... <laughs> I know they mean nothing to you. Don't try and bring them into this. I didn't say that nothing happened to Wally West. I think I made a face and then you said, what does that mean? And I said, uh, we'll talk about it later. And we are talking about it later. We're talking about it right now. But we're early in the show, and we're talking about it during the pre-spoiler acknowledgement segment, so I don't want to talk about it right now. I'm just going to say, if you're a fan of Wally West, maybe rethink your Young Justice allegiance. No, don't, don't do Wiseman, that. Wiseman, if you get your season three, fix this. I actually, I, I agree. I'd like you to fix this. Fix it. I cried. Justice for Wally. Hashtag justice for Wally. Oh, man. Maybe we can make that hashtag be a thing. You want to talk about Mage Disp? <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is awesome. We can put uh, we can put Fix This and Mage Disp. <laughs> fix This Wise. Fix This Wise and a Mage Disp together. Together at last. Just Why can't you ever just just let Wally be? Isn't, but I think that's the curse of Flash. You isn't had it? him. You had him. Oh, oh, but Barry gets to keep doing whatever the hell Barry wants to do. Not always. Anyway, we have a show to do. People don't want to hear me bitch about this. Actually, I think they do. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I think they think it's hilarious. All right, too. people are on the record as saying they enjoy it when we fight. Uh, it's true. Yep. That actually, several people have said that. There are many ways you can listen to this show. Two notable ones. SoundCloud.com slash GeekDownPod. It's where most episodes live. Most meaning like the most recent five. If you follow us on there, you will get a notification every time a new episode goes online. As well, we are part of the wonderful Wacky World family of uh, iTunes. You can find us on there, whether you're using the actual Apple Podcast Player or any podcast player that accesses the iTunes Podcast Directory. Just search GeekDown in the search bar and subscribe and new episodes will be delivered to your device piping hot and fresh immediately when they are uploaded does that sound easy caitlin that sounds incredibly easy so easy um i had mentioned this bit of business i had mentioned earlier 
that I was trying to get old episodes up onto a YouTube page. For all you completists out there who may have missed when we started the show, we will still try to get those old episodes up somehow. Um, But the theme song or something on there got flagged by the YouTube copyright police like immediately. They do not like us. They don't like us. So it was like the audio track has been muted when the rest of the video is just a static image of the logo. Kind of pointless to leave it up there. Unless people really like our logo. Yeah. So, I mean, either I take out all the music on the episode and it's just us yapping or we find uh, other routes. Or we can just beatbox it like the last time. <laughs> no, I don't want to beatbox it like the last oh, time. Okay, fine. Um, so yeah. Or I sing something from the Mighty Boosh. <laughs> this is my nightmare. <laughs> that is developing. But for the meantime, the most, the five most recent episodes, although currently uh, there are, it starts with episode two and then four because I'm a buffoon and wasn't paying attention when I was deleting episodes off of SoundCloud. It's like you had something else to do, like work or... You know, or... or I just really wanted everyone to hear my opinions on the Mighty Boosh. I really wanted that one. Yeah, I yeah. I really wanted that one to stay on. Yeah, no. That's it. Uh, yeah, I think that's all the business I have. Well, no. No, it's not. What? Uh, Facebook. Oh, God, yes. We all our social medias. Uh, we have a Twitter, which is at GeekDownPod. We, the website is geekdownpod.tumblr.com. When I'm going to this week, hopefully, start a sort of archive where we will run down what we each consumed and the rating we gave it. Uh, so you can at least check an archive of those things if you don't have the actual episode. As well, we have a Facebook group, facebook.com slash geekdownpod. Caitlin, are you happy? I'm so happy. <laughs> People have been... Leaving comments for Caitlin. Yes, I a, a couple shout outs. Okay. Gavin Whitehead, thank you for commenting. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Empire Record Solidarity. Ugh. Hey, watch it. And thank you to Ren Hanman, who has also, she was even commenting commenting before I mentioned it. That I is true. I just didn't notice it because I'm a jerk. Uh, so thank you to Ren. And a couple birthday shout outs. We have birthday shout outs. Yeah. Good heavens. Uh, if you want me to shout out your birthday, just let me know. <laughs> um, I do actually have some. Um, I have two. It's a little belated, but uh-huh. uh, again, to Ren Hanman, happy birthday. And to Christopher Rolls, happy birthday. They both share the, uh, the same birth date. They're both very special people in my life. And it made things a little complicated last week, but I survived. And uh, I hope you enjoyed your birthdays. And there you go. If you would like a concise birthday shout out, just just let me know <laughs> on the Facebook group. If we're shouting out birthdays, happy birthday, uh, Christine Rosenplot. It is your birthday tomorrow uh, as we record this. And uh, yeah, you already, I have a Saturday show where I play music for my own amusement and she already got the Saturday show filled with music for her that I don't really like, but that she likes. Uh, but go that, ahead. That was nice of you. Go ahead. Have a podcast shout out too. <laughs> the only time you'll ever hear a Taylor Swift mashup on my Saturday show. Wow. That is impressive. I know, right? Yeah. You're not as grumpy as you seem. Oh, I guess I shouldn't have shared that. <laughs> People might try and be friends with you. Don't add me. <laughs> you can add me. Ever. <laughs> All right. Now, on to breaking news. Deep, 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 deep. Oh, God. Please don't make that a thing. <laughs> uh, only one thing, really, we're talking about this week. Woo! Captain America trailer. New trailer out. Yay. I don't think it's the only thing we're talking about. Well, according to my Facebook feed, it has been. I, meanwhile, I mean, yeah, I, I saw a little bit about it, but I didn't think it was as exciting or news-filled as... 
it seems to be. I'm just happy because now at least like it is being hinted at in this trailer that there is more story there than just, ah, Bucky's my friend. They're actually hinting to what the Civil War comic book was actually about, which is, hey, you guys keep blowing shit up. You should probably be held accountable somehow. So that is really frustrating because, yes, it's awful that things get uh, blown up. The same thing they're doing with Batman versus Superman. You know, there's that scene and you... You, you know, you yes. see Batman. Bat- Batman's beef is that Superman keeps blowing shit up. Yes. Or, you know, being knocked into buildings, which is actually what has happened. Um, it's not like are, he's just are, going around. Are you for the hashtag not all superheroes uh, crowd, Caitlin? <laughs> well, no, because it's, it, it, it is, you know, they're super strong. They get punched into a building. They don't want to get punched into the building. You know, like, it's not their fault. What would you rather? Just the aliens took over the world? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't get it. I, I mean, I understand it, but I don't get how you can build a story around, you got punched into a building. You should be really sorry and accountable. That doesn't make any sense. It's like someone punching me into the wall and my head hurting the wall and someone going, you going to pay for that? I believe the Iron Man position is more that maybe, uh, you know, consulting with the people whose lives you're going to impact by engaging with these creatures who will punch you through buildings instead of running off cowboy and just doing what you think is right. 90% of the time that works out. Hey, I'm not saying it's like the best philosophical uh, question to tackle in a summer blockbuster movie, but at <laughs> least there's more than just, Bucky's my friend. and Yeah, I guess. And we'll neglect the fact that he's, you know, uh, committed multiple acts of homicide and international terrorism, And but it's cool. He's Cap's friend from way back. But it's, so. not, it's not that. He was brainwashed. Uh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, the biggest takeaway from the trailer. Oh my God, Spider-Man. Which is, I think that's cool, but I'm also just not happy about yeah, more great. Spider-Man. Who cares? <laughs> this is the third Spider-Man yes. we're on now? Yeah. Why couldn't they just have Miles Morales? Uh, I don't know. That's a very salient question. Why couldn't they? At this point, he's basically the, for all intents and purposes, O-Fish Spider-Man of Marvel proper at or, this point. I mean, I understand, I, un- I understand wanting to set up that storyline but i don't think it's necessary if it means we don't have to do another origin story i'm f- that makes me very happy well i if it means he shows up fully formed as yeah, a character in civil good. war and that means whenever the next spider-man movie comes out it just hits the ground running and we don't have to watch him get bit by a spider and be nerdy peter parker and then develop his powers again for the third time you know what would be great if in the next Spider-Man movie, they killed him off and we got Spider-Gwen and Miles Morales, that would make me so happy. Iowa's not, Iowa moviegoers are not ready for that by any means. I think they are. I think you're ready, folks. Um, and hopefully, you know, with a runtime of 146 minutes. Well, okay. I'm sorry. How long? 146 minutes. Which is what in normal people time? <laughs> you mean like hours yeah uh it'd be two hours and 26 minutes wow that's really long and i would have known that if you were a normal person and did it with normal people hours why do people do that i hate it it's also like when people say things like oh my my son oh he's 28 weeks i don't know what that means i 
didn't take the mom class where they broke things down into weeks. It <laughs> was, was the math portion of parenting. You I just, turned all your months into weeks. Why? Yeah. Why can't you just be a normal person and tell me, I don't know, what is that? What is 28 weeks? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, <laughs> like seven eight. months. Okay. Yeah. Why couldn't you say he's seven months? I, I don't understand why that's so difficult. You are clearly going through some things today. <laughs> you know what? It's been a really hard week. I accidentally went all the way to Toronto on on the bus. I got on the wrong bus, did express from Hamilton to Toronto, had to make up the time on the weekend at work. Wait, that was in the morning? Yeah. Why couldn't we just on the podcast then? Oh, you know what? <laughs> Shut up. Man, so, everyone thinks I'm the high strung one. I just have moments, okay? <laughs> and this week has just been one long moment. Well, I'm 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 sorry. Hopefully, hopefully you can use this hour and change of your week to uh, just calm down, to just decompress a little bit. But anyway, yeah, uh, this is gonna be a long ass movie. Yes. And. Well, yeah. Uh, what? Well, uh, know what I don't understand? I mean, it makes sense. They have 1,900 characters now to juggle in this but, thing. Uh, but what I don't understand, and they used to do this with old-timey movies, and it makes a lot of sense financially, I don't understand why they don't have an intermission. <laughs> if you're thinking theater owners, you probably should. Hateful like, Eight had an intermission, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, really? I think, well, some, some of the showings it did. Um, Because you can, you you know, you have the fun intermission. They did it in Sound, Sound of Music. I'll just they break it a- into two movies. <laughs> No, no, no. Get don't don't get go, ridiculous get, get here. Get people to go twice. I mean, it's not like people aren't going to go every time. Well, I can understand the wanting to have one complete vision. I mean, if you try and split, break it up into separate movies, then you get The Bloody Hobbit, which was... It was some of the worst movies I have ever seen. I heard a spirited defense of The Hobbit movies fairly recently. It, the defense well, was basically like, all y'all are dumb. That was basically like... The, well, that's a terrible defense. defense. <laughs> because they were terrible movies. And they shouldn't have been three movies. Tops, two. I think the, the argument was that the book was terrible. If you go back and read the book, there's not much there. It's just kind of... It's a kid's story. <laughs> of course there's not much there. It's for children. I'm sorry. I am a little tense, aren't I? <laughs> Anyways, Shots. they should have an intermission. People can go get some Twizzlers, go to the bathroom, and come back. Or if you're me, I would just go home. <laughs> get the intermission. I'd be like, you know what? I'm good. Um, for us who want to see the entire movie, we would come back after well, intermission. For, for those those of y'all who are all about living in fanfic nation and con- continuing to see these things trotted out for you on a semi-annual basis, you're going to get more than you can handle on May, whatever, May 25th, 26th. I don't know. Whenever this comes out. It's in May. And I, a lot of these movies I've not seen in theaters. I don't, I don't ha- think, my pockets are not that deep. I think the second Avengers was the last one I saw in the theaters, which by the way, was so memorable. I actually had to check when it was released. I got into like a, <laughs> not an argument, but like we couldn't figure out. I was convinced that movie faded from my memory so fast, I was convinced it came out in 2014. Nope. 2015. No. Yeah. Just came and went like a fart in church. Yeah. Hundreds of millions of dollars invested. And granted, they made it all back, so good for them. But I mean, as far as like the artfulness of it, it poof, gone. No. Like it was never I mean, the I mean, the first movie was so good that, yeah, that it was, there was lots in that movie that was problematic. And that was apparently not memorable. I saw. I also wonder, and I mean, it's never going to happen. But I'm officially at the point now where I don't go to see them in the theaters because I've, you know, missed so many. 
So like, when do they get bogged down by their own continuity to the point, you know, it's what they said about the ultimate universe. The ultimate universe was great, but eventually after a hundred issues of every series, it's just going to run into the same problem that they started it to rectify in the first place. I think that by and large, they, they've got things under control. Um, they kind of, they, well, because they, they've plotted out these movies, right? It's not like DC where DC has kind of gone by the seat of their pants on a lot of stuff. They're like, you know, they, they've, I feel like they're stitching different things together to make a quilt. Mm. Whereas Marvel has really been like, this is what we want the quilt to look like. Does that make sense? Yeah, but at like, the same time, a- I'm just looking at a thread, you got a threadbare patchy quote because you know i haven't seen ant-man i haven't seen winter soldier well that's your fault though i'm not gonna be rushing out to uh to do either well ant-man ant-man was good i suggest watching it it's on netflix what what, what is that again netflix netflix i'm unfamiliar oh why netflix is a streaming site (laughs) for television and movies interesting they unfortunately do not have enough children's programming. So basically my schedule is almost bare because I don't like to watch grown-up shows because they're depressing. You know what would go great on Netflix Kids? Uh, a third season of Young Justice. That fixes Wally. Yes, that would be amazing. <laughs> it's like you're angry about that or something, Jordan. Um, wait, what were we talking about? I don't remember. Oh, Marvel. So uh, what I was saying is... I don't think you necessarily need to see all of the movies. I've only seen the second Thor. And oh my the God, fir- there was a second Thor. <laughs> There's going to be a third one. <laughs> totally Thor Ragnarok. About that. Yeah. Nope, didn't see that. Second Thor. I didn't even see thir- first Thor. Uh, I've only seen the first Iron Man. I haven't seen the second one or the third one. I just saw the third one. It was better than the second. Um, I'm trying to think if there's other things I haven't. For the longest time, I didn't see Captain America. I saw that um, lying on a couch sick, uh, <laughs> I think about six months ago. Uh, I think I, s- I saw it before the second Captain America, because we were going to go see it. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, you don't have to see everything. I mean, I guess it helps to get some of the in-jokes, but... I, I normally... Oh. You, said, you said how you watch them? Yeah. I normally get dragged to see Marvel movies by... Um, he, he hasn't come up. Recently, he'll be very happy to hear his name dropped again. Uh, Kayam. Ah, uh, Kayam Dar. Kayam. Add him on Facebook. Kayam, uh, his. Hashtag, you, hashtag, worst chaplain ever. <laughs> What's the other one? Reverend of the Irreverent? <laughs> yeah, that's um, right. Building that brand, Kayam. Kayam, normal, it's always Kayam's second viewing, and he wants to go and see them again, and that's when he you know, gets at me to go see them with him, and I'm like, I'm not paying for it. And he's like, oh, I'll pay for it. I got points. <laughs> So, <laughs> yep, the Cineplex points. So, the only way most of us so get to see I get, movies. I get dragged. I saw Captain America with Kaim. I saw Avengers 2 with Kaim that way. Um, I think that was it, but yeah. If if Kaim, if you're out there and you're listening and you don't like his attitude, you can come with me. We can go see it together. <laughs> Have fun, y'all. Not missing nothing. Wow. Ungrateful. <laughs> That's all I have to say. All uh, right. What else do we have in news? I don't know. What do you got? There's that weird thing about uh, Paramount dropping Le Petit Prince. Oh, yeah. I just, I just saw that, right? Yeah. I have That no- happened like two days ago? Yes. So it was supposed to come out on March 18th, and they basically just said, we're not releasing it. I have no idea why. So I've- this movie does not have a distributor or... Like, the movie's done. The movie's, well, it, the movie's well, it's been already, made. It's already been distributed 
everywhere but North America. Mm-hmm. And it's made money back. And it has some crazy high rating on Rotten Tomatoes, like a 98 or something. Mm. Um, we People have no idea. I haven't checked in on it in the last little while, but from the last thing I read, no one really had an understanding of why they decided not to release it, or at least are changing the release date. I have no idea why. It doesn't make any sense from what I can, what I can tell. That's very odd behavior, isn't it? Uh, I would say so. If you have a movie that's made that has basically gotten really good reviews, it's a little strange to go, we're not going to release it in one of the largest markets in the world. I think it's strange. (laughs) There could be a development on the story that I don't know about at this point, especially since this podcast will be released a little bit later than we're recording it. But for now, from what I've heard, it's just no one seems to know why. I think there's a little bit of... Uh, sort of guesswork going on that they've made the money back and they don't need to advertise or they don't they don't want to advertise it or I have no idea no idea are you upset about this I am because I'd really like to see it but I'm one of those sneaky people that know how to see things on the internet (gasps) what are you saying it is a vast corrupt piratey place yar good lord Yes. Um, So it's not going to stop me from seeing it. It's just unfortunate because there's lots of families and lots of kids out there who won't get to see what is apparently a really good movie. And if some art house theater decides to bring it to Hamilton, she will absolutely go and spend her money to support it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was not a massive fan of the books, unlike some people, but the book's or the book, sorry, was very important to a lot of people. Um, One of the reasons I'm not a big fan is because we had to study it in school, in high school, in French class, which I failed many times. Are are you ready to get your what voice on? What? Never read it. Oh, yeah, no, that makes sense. (laughs) No, I mean, a lot of people haven't read it. Um, I think every kid in French immersion had to read it Mm. eventually at some point. Um, I think I read it like twice in school. Sorry, for for those who are listening, not in Canada, uh, French immersion is that thing where your parents make you, even though you speak English in the house, your parents think it'll be better for you because Canada is a bilingual country. Uh, They think it'll be better for your Career skills, life, what have you, to uh, be educated in the French language. Je peux parler en français. I know I speak French. Je ne suis pas un animal, je suis un homme. <laughs> je m'appelle le tic. <laughs> Why do you know the tic in French? Because there was that episode where like, the green kid with the brain like turned him into a bluebird with two tits. <laughs> Turned him into a bluebird with two heads who could only speak high high, high school French. (laughs) Fantastic. Je m'appelle le tic. (laughs) J'ai une belle plume et deux têtes. (laughs) Like all I could say. Oh, that's fantastic. God bless. Go find the tic animated series from the mid 90s if you've never seen it it's fantastic something was going on with the tech but getting a reboot isn't amazon amazon or somebody is going to looking into uh doing another live action which apparently the the original i'm not the original but the live action version the first, the first one was, live action was very good i haven't seen it I never no i never saw it either because probably because i had such a strong affinity for the uh original animated animated one. version yeah oh my god there was that one where they were on the uh they were on a version of like cops, but it was called Heroes. Yeah. And there was one. <laughs> I just remember they were in the car and it was like, you know, Arthur's Honda Civic and that that was like the you know, the superhero mobile. Yeah. And 
the tick really wanted Arthur to honk the hor- honk the horn for the cameras, and Arthur refused to do it. And the tick just yelled out, "Arthur, <laughs> honk if you love justice!" <laughs> oh, the tick. Uh, uh, yes. The, well, this is this is an old ass story with a new development that's dovetailing into our new segment. Yes, in 2014, Amazon announced they were going to. 2014 bring back, bring back the tick and then that's a million years ago jordan three days or ago how many how many weeks is it <laughs> how many <laughs> that's like 65 weeks caitlin but now it is confirmed they have uh amazon has is is in fact producing a pilot and that is in production and we'll probably do that thing where we never hear about it again no i don't amazon does their thing where like they let people vote on like what uh series go into production that's weird they like release a bunch of pilots at once and if whatever one you whatever one gets watched the most is like we'll go into production so it's like if you like a show tell your friends to watch it and that sort of thing just kind of more democratic and i guess if you have buckets of money (laughs) uh it's the sort of thing you can do we do have a cast for some of this oh patrick warburton will be returning as the tick as the tick fantastic because i mean that's who i think of if I was to think of someone doing it live action, I want to cosplay as Arthur. <laughs> I think that would be amazing. And I could stay chubby to do it. That's the best part. <laughs> if you were Arthur. Yeah. I'm not a rabbit. I'm a moth. One other bit of Marvel news this week. Um, I had shown Caitlin the Captain America Civil War trailer when she got here. And the one moment that made Caitlin clasp her hands together and... and Giggle like a schoolgirl ejaculate with glee as it were was oh, uh the appear- those english skills the appearance of the black panther which caused her to go t'challa uh related to that uh the long hyped uh black panther series by ta coates has been teased previewed what have you that just means there's been like two pages released <laughs> and some covers this will be interesting to me because uh, do you know who ta Coates is? No, I have no idea who you're ta Coates about. is a journalist, cultural critic, political commentator, what have you, writer. He works for the uh, the Atlantic Monthly. Oh, wait. I might know who you're talking about. Really caused a lot of waves last year, I think, when he wrote a giant story basically calling for reparations against slavery that that's a thing that should happen right this is my argument for it and super thoroughly researched he won tons of like journalism awards for that and it really put him on the national landscape and he's become sort of the go-to public intellectual for matters on race and things like that if you want he's also written extensively about like you know mass mass incarcerations right and the issues of that sort and he has also been a long time Marvel Comics fan Um, in between when he was writing about the case for reparations and mass incarcerations, he was writing stories about that teaser image that came out last year, suggesting that Peter Parker was going to get married again and why that was important to him. Oh yeah. I read that. I read that. Cause he's very much, he was very much like me, a supporter for uh, older married Peter Parker. So Marvel never one to let a mention from a notable person go by, reached out to Coates and, I hope it was his idea. <laughs> Always hope it's never like, hey, there's a black person who likes comics off from the Black Panther. Because that's, I think Reginald Hudlin was like the last notable uh, writer for the Black Panther that they had. And he was like, he's been a film director and film director and TV producer. 
Um, and like they gave him the Black Panther too. I hope Coates asked to do the Black Panther. Right. Is what I'm saying. I hope it just wasn't their knee jerk move to like give a black person of note the Black Panther. Um, but he is doing this with Brian Stelfreeze. Stelfreeze, I believe, is his name. Uh, another artist of color. Don't know much about the plot yet, but they've just sort of like teased some of these images. Uh, T'Challa is kind of on the map again post Secret Wars. I mean, obviously they need to keep him in the conversation because he's going to be in these movies going forward. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited. But he's he's in the, I guess it's now the post Secret Wars version of the Ultimates, which is just kind of like a Secret Avengers team. It's right. like him, Captain Marvel, a couple of the weird sea characters that um jonathan hickman dug up for his run king that, neptune that i haven't even <laughs> it's, it's king neptune in there um and so i don't know how this is going to tie in if it's going to be kind of its uh, own thing uh we'll be interested to see how the sales respond to this uh when i was perusing here's here's my rule in general here's a pro tip for all y'all when you're on the facebooks and you see that bar down the side Mm-hmm. that says like trending yeah and you see a story you like yeah when you tap that on your ios or android device you will go to the feed of like all the people who are talking about this story oh dear most of them will be news outlets right others will be some random dick in the middle of nowhere who you've never met and will never meet but they just have an opinion on this story and are talking about it so facebook thinks i need to see what they think about ta Coates writing the Black Panther. Okay. Some of those have been a little upsetting. Uh, would you maybe say possibly a little racist? That that would be an accurate term for it, yes. Uh, definitely, definitely racist and politicized and thinking that because, you know, ta Coates wrote in one of his books that when uh, the towers fell on 9-11, he was in New York and got high on the roof of his building with his friends because I, I don't know what I would do in the middle of 9-11, but not going to say that wouldn't be on the table. Right. That therefore means that he hates America. Uh, oh, On top well. of all the other reasons that he hates America for like calling for things like reparations and uh, a reevaluation of the prison industrial complex. So I am hoping that sales of the book are not impacted by that because people are jerks and because awful and racist yeah for all those reasons <laughs> caitlin will call you out for these things more than i will because i you people, like to keep the peace i uh, know people's stupidity just makes me tired because <laughs> <laughs> you're so old now that yes. people being stupid oh, just my, makes you want to have a nap my my weary bones can't take your <laughs> racism anymore america <laughs> or canada for that matter or can or people in general just, just do better just do better do better people do, do better, better. Uh, you separate you know if you have a problem with you know Coates's positions that's cool you can check out the book anyway maybe you'll like it yeah might be good things are buzzing um yeah so that's actually i think it's probably gonna be gonna be very good i think it'll probably be very successful i'm 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 pretty excited for it um and Coates is a hell of a writer if you've never read between the world and me which was a book he wrote late last year that kind of arrived at the moment i think a lot of people needed it people who needed it much more than me i was just I read it just sort of like, you know, as a fan and someone who cares about these issues, for, but for people who are living these these issues, like, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and, and just the idea of being a person of color in America in 2016, I think this book, it's the sort of book that came along when those people may have needed it most. So he's, he's an incredible writer and hopefully 
I have every confidence that the book will at least be worth a read, even if it's not doing what people expect from a, you know, traditional superhero comic. I think that's that's exciting. I'm tired of traditional superhero comics. Yeah, no kidding. They're so boring. Smashy, so sma- boring. smashy, smashy. Exactly. Uh, you 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 teased before the mics came on that we have a new update in our ongoing series of uh, Caitlin McKinnon's love letters to Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah. Um, I just saw this really briefly, but in uh, apparently true Ryan Reynolds fashion, um, he's still promoting Deadpool. Is he? Yeah, he had this this video up um, for the uh, Deadpool celebrates one month. The month anniversary. I don't know how to say that. Month anniversary. Oh, since the movie came yeah. out. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know, is in the getup, and he, <laughs> I just I think it's really nice that he's still doing this. I mean, not that they need it. I think he just likes being that character and and likes what he's been able to do with the movie, and he's proud of it. And I I think he should be. And looking flawless with his wife at the uh, state dinner for his, Canadian Prime Minister sorry, Trudeau. His really boring wife? His boring wife. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he, him and Blake Lively rolled through the... Uh... That's her name. <laughs> sorry, I keep on forgetting who his wife is. She's so, you, you can test the accusation that she's boring, but you don't know her name. No, no, I didn't. What I said was they, there's no need to drag the fact that she's boring into anything about the movie. This, this is... Uh extends into something I was going to talk to you about off air, but I think I should, I should say publicly for the people. Uh-huh. Uh, so I said, I'm going to start that page of like on the Tumblr of things that we've talked about and yeah. the rating we gave. I'm also going to start a page about things Caitlin didn't know the name of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's me. Cause your ability to know every fact about something, but the thing you're trying to reference, I... this goes back to your Archie reference where you knew every <laughs> detail about Archie comics, except for the name of the red haired kid at the center of these stories. I, I think it's a medical condition. Um, there was the Keanu Reeves one where you remembered, <laughs> you know, Bill and Ted movie about samurais, uh, Bill and Ted Rufus. beard. Um, you knew all those details. And yes, now, now you're, now you're Blake Lively mental omission. Oh, it happens uh, with lots of things. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the two of them rolled through, you know, the Rose Room or whatever rooms, halls they have in the White House, waving at photographers like, you know what, Jezebel? Shove it up your ass. <laughs> Actually, I think it was the Mary Sue. Good heavens. What? Not the Mary Sue. Oh, they, they get it wrong lots of times. <laughs> they don't always get it right. I know that. All right. I'm open-eyed. <laughs> what, what is that? I'm woke? <laughs> oh, stay woke, Caitlin McKinnon. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin McKinnon dropping heat. <laughs> Um, oh dear i believe that's all we have this week isn't it yeah i think that's all it all right <laughs> lean and mean this week people keep it tightening up yeah Tighten caitlin's up. gonna fall asleep <laughs> caitlin's gonna fall she's asleep. had a really hard week <laughs> and we will be back after this short break with the section of the show you are all here to listen to anyway or well some of you some of you aren't we'll talk about that after the break all right see you then Hello again, friends. Welcome back to the show. That break where you heard music is where an advertisement would go. We we don't have any this week. 
We have nothing. What else is new? You people are going to freak out more than us when we finally get any sort of advertising if out of we this. ever get advertising we're not we're never gonna get advertising well we might but it might be more free advertising <laughs> yeah. i'd just be excited for free ad like to do free ads yeah you know what if you want us to plug your shit get at us geekdownpod at gmail.com i could do i could work on my ad voice what's your ad voice sound like um you last time you cut it so i don't want to um depends on what what uh decade you want Remember, well, I did the oh, soap one, remember. and then I did the 19... So I remember like, your shiny soap jingle. <laughs> shiny soap. Nope. <laughs> oh, that was so sad. <laughs> um, and then, then I did the one from, you know, the 1940s, 1930s, and you you cut that one. I think I did. Um, and I think it, when you cut the last one, you also went, nope. <laughs> and I went, okay, that's fine. See, I need I need practice, right? So Don't give it away for free. This is All why right. I keep cutting it. Oh, is that why? Yes. <laughs> right. Okay. If you want to hear your on-brand message delivered in the 1940s mysterious 40 stylings of Caitlin McKinnon, <laughs> yes, by all means, send us send us your pitch and potential remuneration at geekdownpod. Some email address. <laughs> <laughs> Geekdownpod at gmail.com. This is now the portion of the show, the reason why you're all here. Well, some of you. Some of you. Uh, this is the portion where Caitlin and I each discuss the thing that we brought the other one from our various spheres of nerdery, things that we like that the other one probably would never encountered had each of us not asked the other to watch it. Before we start, there are rules. There are rules. Rule number one the rule of three. The rule of three. I if had to think about that for a second. You did. It's like we've never <laughs> long, done this before. Long pause. Uh, well, there's so many rules, really. For a podcast with just us two talking about stuff, there are quite a few rules. Well, we're, we're both very anal retentive and we need order. That's true. Um, so rule, uh, so the, sorry, the rule number one, which is the rule of three. The rule of three. Um, if it is a television series... Uh, comic series, anything that runs on installments, you have to give the item show comic three of those installments. Yes, and you can watch beyond that, of course, but you have to at least give it three chances. Yes, rule number two. Rule number two is no tipping of the hand, which means Jordan and I cannot talk to each other about the thing we are watching. In an effort to bring you, the listener, the hottest of takes, Caitlin and I have no idea what the other one thinks of the thing we were asked to watch this is a very difficult thing caitlin and i have many strong opinions very strong opinions and, and lots and lots to say about the things we are watching normally the fights that are recorded on these microphones would happen over facebook chat but now you get to enjoy them as much as we do you're welcome and rule number three finally not a rule so much as a policy on spoilers um they will be plentiful they will probably happen we're not going to just expose everything that happens in the thing that we watch but if it is relevant to the discussion it will likely come up so so if you have downloaded this episode you now already know the thing that we have talked about or that we're going to be talking about if this is a thing that you think you might want to watch one day, maybe you should peace out. This would be a perfect time for tea and or cheese. <laughs> or or the combination of the two. Or like a cheese sandwich and then have some tea and some biscuits. And you can do it on my behalf. Can you put cheese in your tea? 
Ew, no, what is wrong with you? Don't go to the same place. I don't know. No, no, that is not okay. Uh, and worth noting, I originally thought this was that it was foolish to give the warning that like spoilers were upcoming. Nobody's gonna who's gonna drop out. We barely talk about anything really of note, and nobody is that hardcore about spoilers that they're gonna duck out because we may have mentioned you know one plot detail from the first three episodes of a show that has like, you know, 19 seasons or something, but well, Jordan Ferguson, how do you feel about being wrong? I was proven wrong. We have people who love the first portion of the show and have never heard the second portion of the show. It's true. Um, so I'm glad we do the spoiler warning. It's very important to some people that you keep things, you know, hidden and, and, and secret and surprising. (laughs) Not all of us can just enjoy the acting Jordan. Okay. I'm just, just a more highly evolved creature, I suppose. Okay. Yeah. Now you're going to have people coming for you. <laughs> come for Caitlin. She, I, I forgot she mentioned one week she really wants people to come for her. So No. No, 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 no. I just asked why they can't ever come for me. Why they're always coming for you. Oh, they're going to come now. Yep. Moving on, we are going to start with the item this week. We'd like to flip it. Uh, so this week we're going to talk about the thing that Caitlin brought me. That's right. Hey, guess what? It's British. Surprise! I feel like now, after saying that, I'm going to have to give you something completely different. I really like British television. It has a tendency to be very good. So I'm going to ask you, how did you like Misfits? Misfits, if you were wondering what everybody on Game of Thrones did before that show started. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, there are quite a few Um, few actors. It's faint praise, perhaps. But maybe the best of these that you've brought me thus far. Ooh, okay. Well, I will start by introducing um, what Misfits is. Uh, Misfits is a science fiction dark comedy. It's about a group of teenagers who gain superpowers. But these teenagers are not, how shall we say it, uh, stand-up citizens exactly. Um, They all meet while uh, doing community service for different sorts of infractions yes and um they receive their powers and it's actually probably one of my favorite superhero dramas up there with young justice um there are five seasons i've actually only seen the first two um there are 37 episodes all told um it started way back in november of 2009 and it is uh, it was created by Howard Overman, who also did some creation and writing for Merlin, the show I didn't like. <laughs> the show you hated. <laughs> yeah, I really disliked Merlin. Um, not as much as Shadowhunters. Not as much. No, there is nothing as bad as Shadowhunters. Side note, I know people who are like all about Shadowhunters. I, I, you need to cut them off. <laughs> they are bad people and you need to no longer talk to them i mean they're like old work relations so i like follow them on tumblr but every once in a while they'll throw up a gif set jeff set and they'll end th- um, i'm sorry what was that yelling jeff set <laughs> not gif no because your name's not gina gina <laughs> sorry <laughs> for people, just the early listener for... of the show who got in a fight with me on uh no Facebook. no no i'm sorry there was a flame war <laughs> that happened over this before our Facebook page, which I'm so sad about. There was a flame war on Jordan's Facebook page about whether it was GIF or GIF. They both work. Both are right. The creator says GIF. And maybe he's put it to sleep. Probably not. All right. Moving on. There is a 
GIF and or GIF set. Yes, people will post these GIF sets of like, I don't even know what the hell their names are, but I just see Shadowhunters in the hashtags. I'm just like, oh man, I would love to get Caitlin in a room with you, <laughs> Natalie, and just watch no. just watch it go down. No. Um, okay. so Back moving, to Misfits. Back to Misfits. Tell me some things you liked about it and then move on to things you didn't like. Um, hmm. Definitely looked better. <laughs> the aesthetic the was sh- a little bit better. Any of the shows, they actually had a production budget uh, for this. Because uh, these all been B- these have all been BBC shows. You've given everything's me, right? BBC. Yeah. it's either ITV or BBC. Basically, um, BBC it, has like I don't know f- at least four channels, but then they also do other BBC other stuff. Uh, I definitely liked the way they tweaked some of the powers. They're not just like you know you get these powers and then. You can use them all the time, whenever you want. Like uh, one character, I don't remember. I'm sure you can summon his name. He's Ramsay Bolton uh, uh, from Simon. Game of Thrones. Yes, and, and, the sh- <laughs> and the show's name is Simon. It's played by the same actor who plays. Oh, he's a Welsh actor. I can't. I don't think I can pronounce his name. <laughs> I'm he, being completely serious. He also plays Ramsay Bolton on Game of Thrones. Yeah. He gains invisibility, but he can basically only do it when he feels invisible. So obviously, these are all, like Caitlin said, they're all doing community service they are all to varying degrees ne'er-do-wells snotty kids Um, or they're just they're misfits they they for whatever reason don't quite fit into society so he is the most socially awkward one and basically he can't really do it at will it just sort of happens when after a merciless bout of teasing or something like that he will kind of convulse and turn invisible there's another character curtis who can kind of jump around through time he that only happens under moments of like extreme stress like he can't do it at will um i like things like that it's kind of an extension i mean obviously the x-men comparisons are going to be plentiful because anytime you put superheroes on teenagers that's just kind of what you're you're courting those comparisons i think yeah i guess um but also they whereas um sort of powers fix everything immediately because they're awesome in this universe um they can cause problems as well like they they don't all of a sudden fix everything Mm -hmm. and that's also another similarity to the x-men is for most mutants when their powers manifest it's under moments of extreme stress because it's a puberty metaphor um, in this case, they just get shot by lightning. Yes, they just get sucked up and shot by lightning. Um, also, because it's the British model, which means each season is like eight episodes, it's really quickly paced, which I liked. Um, there is, it's not just about them. There are other people who have been affected by the storm in various ways. Uh, shout to that old lady who got her tits out in episode two. Yep. She, she earned her paycheck. Good for her. Yeah, so the plot is really moves pretty quickly. Um, there is a moment where someone is killed and they have to dispose of a body, and it brings them all together. Boy, does it! Nothing, nothing like body corpse disposal, like really to really bring a team together. And it's not just the sort of thing where like that happens and it goes away for you know twenty episodes and then it comes back. They try to build suspense off of that for thirty episodes. No, I watched four episodes. Episode three, that has come back around and they are trying to solve that and deal with it. So I, I do um, like that. Uh, episode four, I did really like. And this is kind of a two-sided thing because my one criticism of the show. Only one? Well, I have a couple, but 
is obviously going to be Nathan. I'm sick of that character. I'm sick of... This is the one they obviously want. This is the one they're telegraphing as the protagonist. He's the snottiest one. He's the mouthiest one. He's got zero respect for authority because his mommy isn't... You know, he's got a bad relationship with his dad, what have you. Always oh, so tragic. I'm sick of that character. I've seen that character in everything. I don't... And it's just... It's always worse when there's a British accent on it. <laughs> That's just me. So they're clearly trying to set up... You know, Nathan's supposed to be the protagonist. He's the only one who doesn't have quote-unquote powers um even though he was in the storm and he's always slipping off about that i read spoilers i know what his power ends up being ah. they're clearly pushing him to be the protagonist and the thing i wrote in my notes was that the characters i care about are not the ones they're going to give me but they did kind of rectify that in episode four because it was the all curtis episode right because he runs into his girlfriend who took the fall for him and he wants to sort of fix this and he jumps way back in time to like before everybody met, before everything, to the moment where he was, he or she was going to get arrested. Um, I'm not going to think too hard about why he still had his powers when he jumped back to a time well before the storm. Mm-hmm. But whatever, we're going to play fast and loose with that. But yeah, that was like the all Curtis episode, and I was cool with that. I also really liked Alicia, which they gave me a little bit of. I think she has the coolest power. She. I've seen characters similar to this, and it's basically like the Enchantress or something like that, or like there's a character in Rising Stars, an old J. Michael Straczynski book that had the same sort of thing, but it's basically like rogue adjacent powers where if she is makes skin-to-skin contact with somebody, they basically try to rape her. They're like so engulfed with lust for her yeah. um, that they have to have her immediately. Well, I like what they did with her because she does have seems like she has a bit of trauma to her. She only sees her value in what she can mean to a man sexually type of thing. They will show her like going through a bar, just like yeah, touching people as she walks by and having these like rampant orgies. She wants Curtis ends up just kind of taking Curtis. Curtis he, is understandably upset by this. Yeah. He, she rapes him. Yeah. And that was, and they don't, I was like that. They did it. I felt they didn't explore that enough that was kind of like a wrapped up in one episode like, yeah sort of i i felt like he should be um mad with that situation um his argument is basically like you know i wanted you without that like you didn't you didn't have to do that yeah um and that was a moment where like they teased that on the trailer for episode three or whenever it was and i was like oh that's interesting i'm excited to see that and then it just kind of got wrapped up in a they kind of kid gloved it a little bit i wish they had yeah i, I think i wish they had gone into it more and i wish it had it had had more repercussions for those two characters but i do like that's not the sort of thing you would see normally in this type of show anyway so i mean points for even putting it in there at all but even liking all of those characters as much as i did i just know eventually this is going to come back to being nathan's story and i don't see it for nathan um i disagree um but it's funny because there's a couple of other people I've had watch the show and they all hate Nathan as much as you do. Like absolutely hate him so much so that they couldn't continue watching the show. And I know that's supposed to be the point, but it's like there has to be, I don't know, like obviously the creators and the writers, you know, want me to fall for his you know, roguish charm. Oh, he's such a bad boy, but I can fix him type of thing. But they ain't, they ain't, they ain't, <laughs> you can fi- I can what? fix him. In another life, was there some sort of uh, James Dean thing happening? But like that's clearly speaking of James Dean, like that's what they're going for with it. That's what they want him to be. They want him to be. I think they just want. Wanna... Maybe it's the writing or it's the actor or I don't know, but it's not. Whatever gooey center they want me to believe is there, I'm not seeing it. He's just a douche. I, I, I think they just want him to be a dick. Like, I don't... I, 
the thing with British writing is a lot of times that they they don't go into tropes or they'll change it up or mm-hmm. they will make characters awful and they don't want you to fall in love with the character and they don't want you to you know feel bad for them they're just dicks um and they're okay doing that with their characters which is something that makes american television very uncomfortable is making their characters just awful people i mean you have seen more than i have so i don't know maybe he's just a dick the whole way through and Good for him. Uh, no, there, there is a lot of character development for all of the characters. Um, that's one of the things I really like about the show. Um, but I I mean, I, I'm actually surprised you didn't like that character more. Um, there are some similarities. How dare you? <laughs> um, but I can understand you not liking it. A lot of people, like I said, that I've shown it to have also not liked that character. And in one case, they just could not continue because he ruined it for them. But I'm, I guess, I mean, I guess I'm glad you liked it as much as you did like it. And I hope you do keep on watching it. Um, I'm actually gonna, um, I'm actually going to, uh, start watching it again. Um, cause I haven't seen the, the last three seasons. I think the one thing I did know about this show was it like, because the seasons are short and this is not, you know, obviously this is the country that brought us Doctor Who. So this is not a new thing, but like the cast rotates out a couple times, does it not? Yeah, I don't, unlike a show like Skins, which people have have said about Misfits, it's a lot like Skins plus Powers. Like it's, you know, a show about teenagers plus they added superpowers. Well, yes, Skins comes up on the uh, continue on the continue watching suggested list on on that site that streams things yeah um skins particularly they decided they wanted to rotate the cast out Mm. um i don't know if that was the plan at the beginning um but after the second season they do change up the cast (laughs) everybody got hired for game of thrones (laughs) yeah in the meantime um so yeah and i want to see it with the new cast i think one of the reasons they changed the cast up is because uh the actor who played nathan uh, left to do some terrible movie. Um, I think they then they decided that they were sort of going to change people up. Mm. They did it with Being Human as well. Uh, I think the first two or three seasons had the main cast, and then people went off to do different things, and they brought in new new cast members. Well, at least they left themselves. I you know I like that they left themselves an opening for that early on, where it's they basically say like. It probably wasn't just us who were affected by the storm and you are already seeing people who have been affected. So it stands to yeah. reason that the show could transition over to other people who have been affected by the storm. And they have they do really great things with that. One of my favorite episodes, um, I'm just going to call it the milk episode. And anyone who has seen Misfits knows how amazing this episode is. I hope you get to that episode. Is that season one or two? I think think it's season two so you may have some watching to do oh, or you can just watch that season on its own or episode on its own rather and uh and see if that entices you into watching some more it's fantastic 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 it's so good and you really start to love the group of characters that's the other thing is they start to work as as a not not a unit like they came together as a team and now they work as a team no they just they work um their relationships start to really become entwined and they start to become friends and i I think that's that's awesome i also like that it's not really like you know this isn't like heroes they're not playing with like this isn't grandiose by any means it's a very small 
story. It's about they you know they have powers, but they're dealing with their own shit basically. Yeah. Um, I I'm hoping that by the end of the season they're not all like suiting up in you know leather and <laughs> no, they're not the type and, and running to fight crime. Um, but it doesn't seem like it's going to go that route, which is which is refreshing. I it's the powers are very secondary. It yeah. should be said, um, which I like. So I mean, and is this rating time? I'm leaning to rating time. Yeah. Do okay. you have anything else before rating time? No, no, it's just. I'm going trying to place it in perspective to other things you would give me and ratings I previously handed out. You know, like a seven, seventy-five, seven and a half. Seven and a half. Well, I'll take it. So that's that's far better than the Boosh. A little better than Spaced. And they probably watching it for for the okay. sake of I, I mean you're building up quite a backlog with me right, right now yeah um, for things that I have uh, things that I'm going to continue watching which we'll get to briefly in updates would probably just for the by virtue of its uh, appearance would get to this before any of the other British shows okay would definitely spend more time with this before I spend any more time with Spaced and definitely. The Mighty Boosh. Okay. All right. Well, good to know. I think maybe possibly in the future we might just have to do a catch-up episode of our show <laughs> where we just catch up on things and then talk about them <laughs> for just, an hour. We just ensure that we go back. We don't give each other anything new. We just ensure that we go back to the things that... That we were supposed to watch. Right. Because the people are hungry for this uh, this potential uh, reevaluation of One Punch Man. Yeah. That they're waiting for. Apparently. All right. Okay. Well, that's good. I'll take that rating. And uh, and we'll we'll move on to what you gave me. To what I gave you, which yeah. is more of the same, but a little different. Was feeling that with uh, a lot of these anime that I give you, because they are television series, they had been suffering from, kind of suffering from the rule of three. Uh, yeah, I find that with the, the stuff I give you as well. Where the rule of three, we still believe is fair. We stand behind the rule of three. But sometimes seemed like we kept mentioning like oh this might be a fault of the rule of three where the things we love about these shows don't really manifest themselves until uh much later in the series so i switched it up and i gave caitlin a movie this week yeah which i'm actually i'm really happy you did that because it's nice to see something and have it like come a complete story yeah a full story told beginning to end uh, i aimed high with the creator slash director slash writer Maybe not the right one to aim high with, but we'll see how it turns out. From famed anime director, second only to Hayao Miyazaki, in my mind, Satoshi Kon. This is his 2006 movie, Paprika. Ooh, ooh. Um, I have a quick question. Okay. Just listening to you say that, and I was just thinking about the movie. Um, this isn't the same director as, as Ghost in the Shell, is it? No. Okay. That was Mamoru Oshii. Okay, I believe. sorry. And someone is screaming at their <laughs> at their phone right now. If I'm wrong, but I'm oh yeah, pretty sure that was Oshii. Sorry, we're just way before you get into this. Just we're on anime. I am so sorry. I said late '90s was early anime. <laughs> I am so sorry. I meant early anime in as the the concept of of North America being introduced to anime. There weren't that many shows. On TV, on a wider scale, we'll say like post Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball. Well, there was there era. was Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball. There was Digimon, Pokemon, and Sakura. Yes, you're talking about things that kind of came around 
at that era when you're talking about early when you were talking yeah. about early anime. That's I didn't saying. mean like that was the earliest instance <laughs> of anime. Astro Boy. Utena. That's those. Yeah. That's not, yeah. Not no, what we're I didn't mean that. I'm so sorry. Please don't hate me there forever. You, there you go, Jessica Doyle, who wrote in to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> had nice things to say, but <laughs> took issue with. And I'm sure other people did as well. They also yelled at their phones and or devices that they were listening to. Um, so it is not early anime. I recognize that. There you go. <laughs> this is definitely not early anime. Uh, like we said, this is a feature film. Came out in 2006 from Satoshi Kon. This is the same director who did Perfect Blue, Millennium Actress, and Tokyo Godfathers were his three previous films. Oh. That's why they showed up. And then, yeah. yeah. Easter eggs. He also worked on a television show called Paranoia Agent. Passed away in 2010. This is the last movie he completed in his lifetime. Continues his, again, Satoshi Khan loves to play with notions of reality and memory and perception and dreams, and he likes to layer things on top of things on top of things. Uh, this is just kind of his bread and butter. It's his wheelhouse. Paprika probably just takes all of those things and shifts it into fifth gear. This is a story that some have said proved inspirational to Christopher Nolan's Inception. Uh, it definitely, the release of Inception basically killed any chance of a North American remake of this movie because it's basically the same thing. But this is a story about in the near future, dream therapy is a thing. Uh, this sort of company has created a device called the DC Mini, which allows you to view people's dreams. And interact with them. And also interact with them. The interactive portion is kind of a gray area the devices are pending public government approval but while they're still in the testing mode one of the team members Atsuko Chiba uh, will sometimes work as a counselor or therapist for people by assuming this persona named Paprika who can dive into people's dreams and interact with them so uh, in the movie you see her doing this specifically for a police officer who is plagued by recurring dreams related to a case he's working on and is friends with uh, the lead developer, or the chief of the of the research team. So Chiba, as Paprika, is working with him to figure that out. Uh, business as usual until the DC minis are stolen, uh, possibly uh, an inside job. And because there is no like filter access to them, it means people are using them to. Someone is using them to break down the walls between between dreams. Dreams are now breaching into each other and into the waking world as well. Which doesn't make any sense. But anyway, we'll get to that. Part. <laughs> I, think, I think that's about as good a job as I can do. Yeah. Uh, for a plot summary. Yeah. On this. You maybe even gave too much information. <laughs> I'm glad those people aren't listening to it who hate spoilers. Way to give the movie away, Jordan. I feel like with most of... And this is... See, it's interesting, because I was thinking of this. I didn't say this when you were talking about Crouch Crouching Tiger last week. Right. But it sounded exactly like a reaction I have to so many, especially Asian films. Um, whether that's Japanese live action genre movies, or J-horror, or anime, where it's like, it's like you said, looks really good, didn't make a lick of sense. Yeah, but I mean, the... The issue with Paprika, or sorry, I actually, I really liked this movie. I really, really liked it. 
until the last like 20 minutes. And this has happened to so many. This is one of the reasons I stopped watching anime is because it, it, it started with Evangelion where. Interesting. This is an interesting side tack to go on. Sorry. The, the reason I stopped watching. Caitlin seen Ava, everyone. Um, the reason I stopped watching anime was because of Evangelion. I'm, sh- um, I'm sure you're not the only one in that regard. but Because I understand that they ran out of money near the end of the production of Evangelion like I get all that but the show like so many other and I have seen a couple animes especially a long time ago uh, so many others kind of devolves into what the hell is going on I don't know if that is just a like it happens in Akira like what is going on oh well yeah but it, it happens all the time and some of these and even princess mononoke i love princess mononoke can someone explain the ending to me please just you know write in on facebook just tell me exactly what happened because i've seen that movie like three times and i still don't know no oh, flowers yeah exactly <laughs> we actually said it last week um it's anime like that's the reason given <laughs> because anime because anime hold on hold on wait I, I can't i can't i can't let this go what so you've seen all of the tv show of Ava. Yes. Did you see the movie? Yes. You didn't appreciate that the movie was just a giant middle finger by the director to the people who loved the show. I, I mean, what do you mean by loved? Like, I, I realized that. It, again, it didn't make any sense. Like, like he it, got death threats. Like, the studio was vandalized because of the, the end of the TV show. That's people taking TV really seriously. And that is in the movie. Yes. During, you know... Shinji psychobilic freak out number four you know there's yeah. like 12 of them that happen in the movie when it briefly f- switches to like live action sorry spoilers for end of Ava everyone but you're all probably watching the rebuild movies <laughs> at this point so it doesn't matter anyway yeah there's a moment where like amidst the images that flicker by whether it's like you know the theater with the seats that look like a cross or right or um you know grainy footage of cats or women <laughs> who look like who look like Ray and Asuka um there are like flashes of like kanji and like emails yeah and they all say like diano which is the director, good times which is the director good times so i think i love love ava because i have since reconciled myself to how the shitty ending of the tv show fits into the movie and things like that but really the movie was just like all right you want a movie you want an ending fine everybody dies yeah it just like and, and but a lot of animes do this where there's sort of like all of a sudden at the end of the world there's like there's adam and eve at the end or Mm. there's babies or like i don't understand so the majority of the movie is great it's paced well it's really interesting i they don't they they do something i like and do something i don't like one of the things i like is when people they just have technology and they don't explain it too much (laughs) they just go this is a thing we can do now and i go cool suspension of disbelief great but then they do something with that technology like dreams are now leaking into the real world that don't make any sense like so so you can't make that jump no because that because i mean and this is a the thing that christopher nolan did really well like yes you can go into dreams further and further and you don't know what's dream and what's reality at that point but the dreams never leak into the real world, mm-hmm. right? There's always a reality in a dream world. If they somehow had made it so that this technology, I don't know, changes the fabric of reality or they like like 
three lines in there about that and then did it, I would have been like, okay, cool, great, I can deal with this. It's a cartoon. Um, but they don't. And then they, whereas I think it would have been really cool near the end to be like, is she dreaming? Is she awake? Because there's several times where she thinks she's awake, but she's not. That kind of basically um, unknown gives the movie a kind of suspense I really like. Mm. Um, and then they're just like, oh yeah, no, she's awake. Just reality's fucked up now. And I'm like, what? How? Wait, and now she's a baby? Like, I don't, see? <laughs> this, <laughs> that's what I mean. Um, I liked the characters. I didn't understand. I Japan really hates fat people. Yeah, that's, um, I forgot about that. Like, uh, full disclosure, to be able to even have this conversation, I had to rewatch this movie at like eight o'clock this morning. And was like, oh, yeah, this is not a fun movie if you're a fatty. Yeah, the, Japan hates fat people. Like, they always depict them as being, like, disgusting. Is it referring to, in this film, the uh, the person who invented the DC Mini and the psycho dream therapy machines is a doctor named Tokita who is, like, morbidly obese yeah. and is basically continually played for laughs or for to something to... Uh, be looked down upon which I found very surprising actually because Satoshi Khan's work is usually pretty sympathetic to outsiders like there's a transgender woman in Tokyo Godfathers that's played really with a great deal of sensitivity I thought um, so I always did find that aspect of paprika a little off-putting as well, a fatty myself and then the other thing is is the so you find out spoilers you find <laughs> out that Atsuko, who is who is Atsuko slash Paprika. Yes. Atsuko has like is in love with the doctor. Yes. Which is fine. There are lots of chubby people who find love in the world. I happen to be one of them. But fifty percent batting average for this show ain't too bad. Wah, wah. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> no one wants to hear about your sad life, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's fine that she's in love with him except earlier on she talks about how he's a child in a man's body and like has no comprehension of like people and what you know taking responsibility for things and there's no development yeah it kind of comes out of nowhere it totally comes out of nowhere um so that's the only reason why it's not believable is that she refers to him several times as he's really just a child in a genius's body i actually thought that was a really good line and then all of a sudden she's like actually i'm in love with him i think what we are meant to believe is that the ending spoilers the ending was like as she admits that she loves him Mm mm-hmm is the same point where then Paprika, who is now manifested in the real world as a separate entity, joins with her as well. And it's all the, she's no longer repressing these parts of herself or segmenting them. Or I guess, come on, just a few other, few lines. That's all I need. <laughs> a few lines of dialogue. Like at the end, like I'm taking notes. You can see on my paper actually it just goes like, note, 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 uh, the chairman, it was funny because he was a chairman and he was also in a chair, like a wheelchair. He was <laughs> mm-hmm. a chairman. I thought that was amusing. The, I wrote like really cool concept. And then I go into baby what? Doesn't make any sense. Uh, and my last line is animes are weird. <laughs> so. 
No one will argue that. Um, Personally, but, that's why I love them. But but I can say that this was a really fun movie to watch. It was really interesting. Yes, we should probably talk about that for a moment because I think that's something that people who are deep in anime can forgive a lot of story inconsistencies, deficiencies, because they're doing something phenomenal with the visuals. And And not even just the visuals, just even a lot of the concepts of animes are really cool. They really tap into sci-fi and fantasy for them, which I appreciate because I love sci-fi and fantasy. Um, I I wish the stories were a little bit more um, coherent and... I'm going to say thought out. I'm probably going to get a backlash for that. But uh, lots of times I think like they totally didn't think about this episode. They just kind of like wrote it on the way to work. Oh, that's <laughs> that's that's not inaccurate for some long running shows, I'm sure. Um, but things like the concept of dreams merging and the dream parade and things being like slowly tacked on to these dreams and how dreams can be an outlet um, and you can work with your dreams to find, you know, issues in psychology or to work Mm. on issues in psychology. I thought that was all amazing. And I could see, I totally thought of Inception when she, like they kept on going through different dreams and sort of getting deeper and deeper and deeper. I loved all that. And I think that's Khan always said he preferred animation because it was an easier way to just do whatever he wanted like oh yeah absolutely had by that point demonstrated such a keen skill for shot composition and editing and things like that like the possibly apocryphal story at this point is that there's a darren aronofsky bought the rights to perfect blue his first movie to take shots from it for requiem for a dream right um this is that that's been disputed or what have you, but I mean the shots they're talking about are, and actually there's a really good video um, that a film scholar had made about just about Satoshi Khan's editing, right? And specifically the um, the opening sequence where you just kind of see Paprika hopping through different layers of people's dreams, and and like it'll be a shot where she runs out of a convenience store, but at the same time, a guy on rollerblades is moving forward and on his t-shirt is paprika and she hops out of his t-shirt into a new frame. Like the yeah. way he did all of those things. And that it's was just like, the intro. Yeah. That was the first like 10 minutes of the movie. Um, the layers at which he works on that sort of thing. So, I mean, these are all reasons to watch the movie. If story comes first for you. Yeah. I can totally see where that's like a problem where you, you might run into a bit of a, a dead end there. But yeah, even for the concepts and like you said, shot composition and when they're even talking about film, um, Mm. the cop um, actually used to make films when he was uh, younger in university, but ended up becoming a cop instead. And he's talking to Paprika about things, some of the things he loved about film. And he's talking about angles of Mm. shots and there he's and the... Um, movies actually doing the angles of the shots while he's talking about them. And I thought that was fantastic. Um, Like you said, that first, the opening credit scene was amazing. Anytime they're in a dream, and even when they're not, like what I found was in some of the similar ways that Inception, you sometimes don't know what's a dream and what isn't. 
they do that really well with paprika like he he makes it so you can never sort of really tell um when you get further on in the film whether she's in a dream or not yeah they do that at one point there's a moment where she goes to like hop a gate but it actually like she's hallucinating something in the real world and it's about to like hop over a balcony like yeah. to her death and the way they cut that and I actually didn't notice you know little details that he put in because I tried watching it last night but I was like falling asleep unconscious because <laughs> I'd been up for like 27 hours by that point <laughs> right um so when I was re-watching it again this morning when a similar scene to the one where she almost dies plays out she like walks up to the gate and it's just so subtle she just like taps the gate a couple times yeah to make sure and, it's really there yeah and you didn't have to put that in you know that shot probably cost you like ten thousand dollars of animation but you know he puts enough of those little details in there which is you know he only had you want to talk about civil war is going to be 146 minutes this was 90 like this was yeah you jammed a lot in there for 90 minutes yeah he really did and also again speaking of a different part of the film there's a lot of sausage there's only one lady in that film (laughs) well she's she's two ladies she's one lady she's she's one lady who has she's batman she's got two personalities (laughs) all right um and everyone else is a male character uh that creepy doll is female thanks (laughs) jordan we got you got a two-in-one lady and a creepy doll. And a creepy what, doll. What, what do I want? Complaining about representation. What's wrong with you? Um, I just, yeah. And then like, and it's one of those weird things. And you had actually brought this up a couple of episodes ago. It's that thing where, you know, there's one woman and everyone's sort of in love with her. Mm. Like everyone is in love with her except for the chairman. I think the chairman is just a creepy psycho professor X weird <laughs> guy. Yeah. Was he supposed to be in a relationship with that other doctor? I don't know because he because when well, that doctor got shot in the dream and then was like shot in in the waking world. Well, he it was looked like, like they were sharing a bed. Yeah, it looked like they've been spooning. Yeah, which they may have. They may. Have. Um. Well, did you see the thing where the that doctor, the doctor with the blonde hair? I. But we need to call him something else besides doctor with the blonde hair. Doctor Handsome. Doctor Handsome. Um. Sees the uh male porn magazines. Yes, I did see that. Yeah, he flips through them. So well, that was at that was at Doctor Fatty's. Uh, I know assistant, right? I know, yeah. but I just thought it was uh, right. Interesting. He, would, he would have checked out the magazines because that's how. Um, yeah, gotcha. yeah. But he's also the one who's like internally feeling up. Uh, Fabrica that when was she's captured. So messed up, and that's the other thing. And, and awesome, I forgot how much I loved what how creepy do, that scene is. What do animate? They have some weird body, like horror fetish thing in Japan where it's just I can never get over like people get mushy and people put hands in other people's bodies and it's just weird the way they do like fat in animes is always creeped me out it's like too gelatinous Mm. um (laughs) and they do it a lot uh anyway sorry so there were like yeah the, the movie was great the story was not my favorite part of it. Let's put it that way. And characters were not my favorite part of it. Why is there always a weird, creepy old scientist? I, like that—that's got to be an anime trope, right? Well, yes. And yeah, and just the fact that everyone is in love with her is sort of silly. Um, Listen, if some magical woman was going to come into your dreams and give her all your attention, give you all her attention, and you know, want to fix you, of course you're gonna fall in love. Uh, Jordan, they have an app for that, and I'm not kidding. They have a girlfriend app. It's this big thing in Japan. They're really worried about it. And I can find this where? <laughs> oh, I can't remember what it's called, but mm-hmm. I watched a documentary on well, it. Well, we'll download that for me uh, <laughs> after we finish recording. Okay. 
Well, if we're handing out kick punches, I personally am of a, uh, you know, the journey's the thing, and I am, can forgive a shitty story if, or not a shitty story, but a, a a flawed story if it's got some of the coolest shit I've ever seen happening in it. But Caitlin McKinnon, what are you going to give Satoshi Khan's Paprika? I'm going to give it a really solid eight. Solid eight. Fair enough. Yeah. Take that. I, I really enjoyed watching it. I was sad that yet again it devolved into a, what? Why is it a baby? I don't understand. Why do they like babies so much in Japan? It didn't stay a baby. The more of the dream it ate. (laughs) (laughs) The larger it became. Also, there's a lack of genitalia. Just saying. Full disclosure, uh, Caitlin had to finish watching the movie when she got here today. So I got to watch Caitlin. (laughs) (laughs) My reaction. (laughs) That that was really enjoyable uh, for me. Well, solid eight. Uh, I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, would you watch another Satoshi Khan movie? I would. I absolutely would. Then I will file that away. Okay. We may just work our way through. Uh, uh, now I'm torn about which one I would give you next. But anyway, that'll be a discussion for, for another day. Another day. Well, pretty solid. Pretty solid good. installment. Yeah. So I'm sorry we didn't fight a lot, guys. Yeah. We're gonna I apologize. We're going to have to aim low. <laughs> soon. I, keep, I keep trying to win. I have to find, I have to find one I know she's going to hate again. going to have to give a more British television. Oh, God help me. <laughs> God in heaven. Uh, updates. Updates. Don't know how it happened. Mm-hmm. Like 40 episodes into Steven Universe. Yes, you are. That's right. It was just kind of on in the background. And no, you know what it was? Uh, a friend suggested really wanted to get on me to watch uh the episode called tiger millionaire which is the episode where amethyst and steven fight for the beach city uh tag team wrestling yep uh while i enjoyed that episode fine a couple episodes later was the one where steven to his horror discovers that the crystal gems are all like a thousand years old yeah and have not been celebrating their birthdays and he cannot let this happen and he tries (laughs) to like throw every birthday party he possibly can for all of them yep and for Garnets, he wants them to play uh, kazoo racers. Yeah. Which apparently is where you just get in like some sort of like pedal car and and blow kazoos. And <laughs> just even saying it makes me laugh. And as Amethyst hops, shapeshifts into a baby and hops into like a military jeep, is saying like, no, I can totally get down with this and drives by going, which way to the baby war? <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, that made me guffaw. Um and like I said, when we had talked about Steven Universe initially, like there were enough questions there that I wanted the answer to, specifically like about his mom. I was just fascinated by the idea of his mom. Yeah. Um, and there is an episode where he, won't spoil how he acquires it, but he gets a videotape that his mom has left for him. Yep. Um, they do poke fun at the fact that they're using videotapes because they have no idea what it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. And they basically have to watch it at the donut shop, like security camera. <laughs> Uh, TV and VCR and it's basically it's a videotape from Rose Quartz and she's filming Greg and you're seeing the two of them laughing together and being goofs or whatever and she's talking to him and it's the first time you've heard Rose Quartz's voice and then I'm like where are we gonna see her and like the camera like whipped around and showed her and she was talking to the camera and I actually went like (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Like I I caught the feels on it it was like oh my god Um, so I have no problem with the larger story being like the primary plot mover of the show, if that's the way it's going, you know, it's teasing. I, I've read some of this stuff already, but you know, it's teasing that, you know, there are gems on the home world who have unfinished business with earth and they want to come back and do that. And Pearl obviously knows more than she's not letting on. Yep, yep, um, yep. 
And also an addendum to that, now that I've watched more, uh, I had mentioned that Sugar had said in like a Reddit AMA that Utena was a influence. Yep. Uh, there was an episode where Pearl teaches Steven to sword fight and has just wholesale frames of animation lifted from Utena. Right. Like the way they're done uh, intentionally as an homage. Uh, so I appreciated that as well. But yeah, to my utter amazement. I, I don't make like an active point. It's usually on while I'm doing other things. Right. Um, Which is funny because uh, a good friend of mine, that's how he got into it. He would watch it while he was doing dishes. Yeah. Like it'll just be on and I'll hear something ridiculous and then I'll look back and watch the pay attention to the rest of the episode. But yeah, like probably going to be finishing out everything that's available at Steven Universe this week. So uh, shouts to you, Caitlin McKinnon. Fantastic. Shouts to me. Do you have any updates? Uh... No. Fucking watch more Michigan and Hatch. I'm sorry. I'm, like I said, this week was not the best week. <laughs> I went all the way to Toronto from Hamilton on the express bus by accident. It was just, it was a, a week full of things like that. So I was a little bit busy. Well, here's to a better week ahead. Yes. Um, are we going to announce that we have a special episode for next week? I think so. Okay. Special episode, guys. Special episode. Um, Came up in conversation a couple episodes ago, and Caitlin suggested this when she walked in the door, that instead of each bringing each other something that we have not, the other has not seen, each of us will look at the same thing that neither of us have seen. Changing it up, guys. Just for you. Just for y'all. Um... So yes, please tune in next week for that. Uh, It'll be exciting. I'm excited. Caitlin's excited. If Caitlin's excited, I'm definitely excited. (laughs) Yep, it sounds like that. Anyways, I think that's us for us for us today. I think we've had all we could take of each other. I love how every episode the 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 outro starts with Caitlin exasperatedly going. Anyways. Uh, as mentioned at the top, if you'd like to get at us, contact us, make recommendations, uh, get in on Chit Chat Hour with Jordan Kate, you can do that at geekdownpod at gmail.com, which is the email address, or the Twitter account is at geekdownpod as well. Geekdownpod.tumblr.com is where all the episodes live as well. If you would like to holler at me for any specific reason, you can do that on Twitter at Jordan underscore Ferguson. If you want to talk to Caitlin, you can't. I don't exist. <laughs> Which is, I, it's better that way. I mean, she'll, she'll reply on the fa- on the Facebook group. But oh, I mean, yeah. But enthusiastically. I mean, enthusiastically. But I mean, Twitter, you know, Flickr, Instagram, Snapchat. Are you on the Snapchats? I don't know. What is that? The, kin, the, kid, the kids I love it. I don't even know. The kids love the Snapchats. Of course they do. I don't know what that is. Snapchat is like that app where everybody's going to have that app. Where <laughs> That app, though. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's going to have that one app that's like, this is the moment where you're officially old, where like you just can't cross over anymore. Yeah. You know, some people looked at Instagram. It's like this is pointless. I have Facebook for photos. Like I don't need Instagram just for photos. Right. Um, that was like my cutoff. Like I was all about Instagram, and it's like Snapchat. It's like your photos, but they disappear. I'm like, why? Why? What? No. What? But the kids love it. Yeah. Don't they have homework? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just saying. <laughs> That'll be the next special episode, <laughs> <laughs> the the offshoot of this podcast. Jordan, Jordan, shaking fists with Jordan Kate. <laughs> anyway, that's going to do it for the show for this week. Caitlin, do you have any last messages for the people? Do better. I mean, you're doing pretty well, doing pretty great, but nerds do better. Um, <laughs> and uh, 
how, how, what, what did we say that the sub the subtitle of the show was? Uh, uh, cautiously optimistic. Cautiously optimistic. And now also do better. <laughs> do better, nerds. Cautiously optimistic. Yeah, yes, the that, two, that's two subheads for the Geek Down podcast. Right. And um and yeah, message me on Facebook and I will message you back. And uh, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Dot what? <laughs> That's not it. That's wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I have to work all night. <laughs> um.